Amen. What a joy to be in the house of the Lord today. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to the book of Luke, chapter 18. We are born and we begin to grow. Life plays out, life moves on. The days, the weeks, the months, the years, the decades. And we become less and less like children. Less and less childlike. Less and less uncomplicated. Less and less simple. We become calculated, set in our ways, rigid. We lose our sense of excitement. We outgrow imagination. Less and less adventurous. Luke 18, verses 16 and 17, Jesus called them to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. The faith of a child, the ease of belief, the sense of trust, the level of confidence, the sincerity, and the honesty. The J.B. Phillips New Testament reads, I tell you the man who will not accept the kingdom of God like a little child will never get into it at all. The message paraphrase reads, Mark this, unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you'll never get in. Have you ever heard of the condition, too smart for our own good? A grown-up man came to Jesus one day and asked him a question. John chapter 3, verses 1 to 21 in the Passion Translation. Now there was a prominent religious leader among the Jews named Nicodemus, who was part of the sect called the Pharisees. And one night he discreetly came to Jesus and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one performs the miracle signs that you do unless God's power is with him. Jesus answered, Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth. Before a person can even perceive God's kingdom, they must first experience a rebirth. Nicodemus said, rebirth? How can a gray-headed man be reborn? It's impossible for anyone to go back into the womb a second time and be reborn. Jesus answered, I speak an eternal truth, unless you are born of water and the Spirit, you will never enter God's kingdom. For the natural realm only gives birth to things that are natural, but the spiritual realm 
gives birth to supernatural life. You shouldn't be amazed by my statement. You all must be born from above. For the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear its sound, but you don't know where it came from or where it's going. So it is the same with those who are spirit-born. Nicodemus replied, I don't understand. What do you mean? How does this happen? And Jesus answered, Nicodemus, aren't you the respected teacher in Israel? And yet you don't understand this revelation. I speak eternal truths about things I know, things I've seen and experienced, and still you don't accept what I reveal. If you're unable to believe what I've told you about the natural realm, what will you do when I begin to unveil the heavenly realm? No one has risen into the heavenly realm except the Son of Man who also exists in heaven. And just as Moses in the desert lifted up the brass replica of a venomous snake on a pole for all the people to see and be healed, so the Son of Man is ready to be lifted up so that those who truly believe in him will not perish but be given eternal life. For here is the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. So now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him. But the unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they do not believe in the name of the only Son of God. And here is the basis for their judgment. The light of God has now come into the world, but the people loved darkness more than the light because they want the darkness to conceal their evil. So the wicked hate the light and try and hide from it, for the light fully exposes their lives. But those who love the truth will come into the light, for the light will reveal that it was God who produced their fruitful works. I hear the words of Jesus today, words that will never pass away, words that are eternal truth. Before a person can even perceive God's kingdom, they must first experience a rebirth. The Voice Bible reads, Jesus speaking, I tell you the truth, only someone who experiences birth for a second time can hope to see the kingdom of God. Faith like a child. Receiving the kingdom as a little child. Receiving the kingdom of God like a little child. Perhaps you're saying today, well, faith sounds like foolishness. The truth is we practice faith all day long, day after day. Faith in things we don't even understand. We don't know how they work. We don't know why they work. But somebody told us that they would benefit our life, that they would help our living, and so we bought them. 
I think of all the times I've gone on an airplane. Faith in the manufacturing process. Faith in the mechanical. Faith in some pilot I've never met, I've never talked to. Faith in the structural integrity, faith that the whole process would get me across an ocean. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never requested a meeting with the pilot first so that I could grill him with questions, ask him to provide his credentials, and have him explain things to me until my natural mind could wrap itself around all that was being said. You see, faith is not far from us. Faith is closer than we know. We're all practicing faith day in and day out. John 3.3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Verses 5 to 8, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said, this to you. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. We have to be born again. A rebirth. Born again just like Jesus said, born again by the Spirit of God. And this has been made possible because of the incredible sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Because of all that he accomplished on this side of heaven. Because of the cross that he hung on on this side of heaven. And we know that the stone was rolled away on the third day. And our Savior walked out of the tomb. And it's because of this reality, this truth, this true piece of history that we can be reborn. You must be born again. What does the Bible say in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3? No one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. The Amplified Bible, no one can really say Jesus is my Lord except by and under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit. And so the question today, are we, are we forced to be saved? No. You see, many choose to ignore the power and influence of the Holy Spirit. Sunday after Sunday in churches across the planet, the Holy Spirit is working on the hearts 
of people. Day after day as God's people evangelize and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, proclaim the gospel, the Holy Spirit is working on the hearts of people. Through situation and circumstance, the Holy Spirit is working on the hearts of people. Creation cries, creation testifies, and the Holy Spirit whispers. Yet it's whether or not we choose to respond to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, call on Jesus for mercy, and confess Him as Lord. You see, no matter our age, the Bible is true. Mark 10, verse 15, Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. How many are thankful for that today? Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Reborn. New life. Rebirth. We are born again. And we begin to grow. Life moves on. Life plays out. The days go by, the weeks, the months, the years, and the decades. And we become less and less like children. Less and less childlike, less and less uncomplicated, less and less simple. Born again, but we begin to grow and we become calculated, set in our ways, rigid. We lose our sense of excitement. We outgrow imagination, and we become less and less adventurous. You see, the truth is the Lord never had it in mind that we would lose our childlikeness. Childishness, yes, but childlikeness, never. You see, there's a difference between childish and childlike. We need to mature, as the Word says, but the Lord never had it in mind that we would lose childlike faith. Or how about childlike trust? We grow, we mature, but the Lord never had it in mind that we would lose the childlike wonder. The childlike passion, zeal, enthusiasm, sense of adventure. The childlike imagination. Childlike response. The energy of a child. The sincerity. The honesty. What else could there be? 
How about the obedience of a child? 1 Peter 1, verses 13 to 16, Therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Listen to these words, as obedient children, not conforming yourself to the former lusts, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. As obedient children. How about the imitation of a child? Ephesians 5.1 reads, therefore be imitators of God as dear children. Have you ever witnessed a child imitating their father? And the father catches a glimpse of it. And my, how it warms and blesses his heart. The Amplified Bible, therefore be imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example. As well, beloved children, imitate their father. The message, watch what God does. And then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. You're here today, you're saying, well, how can I watch what God does? Like a child watching a father. Let me help you out. Colossians 1, verses 9 to 15, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the invisible image. He is the visible image. He is the image of the invisible God. Can we understand that today? He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. You say in this morning, how can I watch God? How can I watch what God does? How can we watch our Father and then copy Him? Study the Word. Get in the Bible. Study the life of Jesus on this side of heaven. It's not just there for a good read. Take a look at how He lived, how He conducted Himself, and look for example of those alive now on this side of eternity that are imitators of Christ. Because 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 says, Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. There are examples for us alive today. The imitation of a child. How about the humility of a child? Matthew 18, verse 4, Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child 
is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. That's so unlike the way of the world. Listen to the power in that statement. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And the Amplified Bible reads, whoever will humble himself, therefore, and become like this little child. Trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I ask today, are we childlike? How about the relentlessness of a child? That relentless nature. Matthew 7, verses 7 to 11. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? The relentlessness of a child. Just recently, it was spring break. Kids were at home. The youngest does not yet attend school. And she came to me and said, Daddy, can you set up the jumpy castle? We got this little jumpy castle. You blow it up with air, right? And I said to her, I'm sorry we can't. The grass is too wet. She came back five minutes later. Daddy, can we set up the jumpy castle? I told you we can't. Maybe next week. The grass is too wet. Five minutes later, Daddy, can we set up the jumpy castle now? I'm sorry, we can't. Go check. Feel the grass. Out she goes. Feels the grass. Comes back in the house. Grass is wet. We've got to wait till it dries. She goes away five minutes later. Daddy, can we set up the jumpy castle now? I'm like, the grass is still wet. Out she goes to check it again, comes back in. It's not as wet as it was. And I'm thinking, you know, you're probably right, but it's still too wet. She goes away. She comes back. Daddy, can we set the jumpy castle up now? I'm like, I don't understand you. I have a plan. This is what she says. I have a plan. We'll just put towels down on the grass and set the jumpy castle up. The end of the story is I set the jumpy castle up. The relentlessness of a child. The relentlessness, parents know what I'm talking about. The relentlessness of a child. Matthew 15, verses 21 to 28, then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. 
My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. Send away this relentless one. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. How about the blind men that followed him crying out? How about those that sat by the wayside and cried out all the more? What of blind Bartimaeus? And I hear the Spirit of the Lord today speaking. Isaiah 62, verses 6 and 7, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. Give him no rest until he establishes, until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth, the relentlessness of a child. Give him no rest. Don't grow up. I mean, grow up out of childish things, but don't grow up. Don't lose that childlikeness that the Lord so desperately desires and is looking for. The childlike trust, the childlike faith, the childlike confidence, the childlike zeal, passion for life, the childlike imagination, the sense of adventure. Don't grow up. There used to be this jingle, and it went like this. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. They got a million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. They got the best for so much less, it'll really flip your lid. From bikes to trains to video games, it's the biggest store there is. I don't want to grow up because maybe if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. And so here's my version. I don't want to grow up. I'm a King of Kings kid. Got a million wonders that I can play with. I don't want to grow up. I'm a King of Kings kid. He's got the best and nothing less. It'll really flip your lid. From prayer to praise to kingdom games, it's the biggest thrill there is. I don't want to grow up, because maybe if I did, I couldn't be a King of Kings kid. Don't outgrow God as your father.
Are you childlike? You can have the worship team return today. You know, the truth is that even the hardest of the hard was a child once. The hardest of the hard was once a child. It was childlike. Life plays out. The days go by in the weeks and the months and the years and the decades and become less and less like a child. Even the hardest of the hard, you think of all those alive on this side of eternity right now, even the hardest of the hard was once a child. A hardened sinner or a hardened saint? All grown up, calculated, so set in their ways, rigid. They lost their sense of imagination so long ago that they can't even imagine they had an imagination. The sense of adventure gone. David Wilkerson said these words, I've told my children when you're in need, when you're hurting, just call me. I'll be there. I don't care where I am, I'll come. I'm just an earthly father. How much more the heavenly father cares? Will he not respond when we call? The word of God says he shall deliver the poor also and him that hath no helper. He shall spare the poor and needy and shall save the souls of the needy. He shall redeem their soul from deceit and violence and precious shall their blood be in his sight. Psalm 72, 12 to 14. God says... All you who are poor, all you who are needy, who seem helpless, the enemy has been attacking you. Don't you know your very blood is precious to me? All you have to do is cry out and I will deliver you from the wiles of Satan. David said, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him. Psalm 34, 6. You don't have to know a lot of religious terms. The one thing you must know is that no matter what you've done, how wicked you may have been, his repentant ones will always be precious in his eyes. Christ said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, Revelation 3.20. Why is he knocking? Because your life is precious and he won't let you go he doesn't come to push you around but time and time again he'll come and speak to your heart call on me now in your need he whispers you may have been in churches where people condemned you and put you down but all they did was judge you by what you look like on the outside and God doesn't do that he sees your potential 
He'll give you joy and beauty in place of the dirt and filth and ashes. He'll set you free. Do you know Jesus today? Do you know Jesus today? The Holy Spirit is working on your heart. Don't push him away. Don't ignore the inspiration. Today is the day of salvation, John 1, verses 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Today, you can be reborn. First John 3, verse 1. The Father has loved us so much that we are called children of God. And we really are His children. A hardened sinner or a hardened saint? Too grown up, too smart for our own good. When we are, that's childish and not childlike. Receive the kingdom as a child, receive the kingdom of God like a little child, uncomplicated, simple. Some need to set aside calculation. Some need to come out of set ways, break out of rigiosity. Need to get back the sense of excitement that childlike imagination, become adventurous once again. And perhaps this is more a heart issue than anything. C.S. Lewis said these words, God wants a child's heart and a grown-up's head. We have to mature. We're born again and we begin to grow. God never had it in mind that we would lose that childlike heart, the childlike spirit. 1 Corinthians 13, 11, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Childish? Yes. The question is, have we put away childlike things? Never lose the childlike wonder, zeal, joy, passion, excitement for life, that peace, that rest, that trust, that confidence. Perhaps it's a day to treat yourself to a much needed break from adult cynicism and a return to childlike wonder. today.
thank you, Lord. Thank you that we're your children, Lord. Lord, I pray that we would never lose that childlike spirit and heart, that sense of awe and wonder.